Louise McSharry on 2FM. This month we learned from the Irish Examiner that a solicitor was told to remove her bra to gain access to a prison in order to visit a client. Journalist Rhino Work was not surprised by this story, however, and he explained why in a piece for the Irish Examiner. And he joins me now. Hello, Ryan. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Um, so, Ryan, tell me why you wrote the piece that you did for the Irish Examiner and your experience of visiting prison. Um, I wrote the piece after reading reading the account of that lawyer up the country and I, I felt, um, at first I was a bit shocked people actually cared and then I felt a bit bad that I had felt that way. So uh, I, I felt as if I should write something myself about my own experiences. When my dad, when, when I was 15, my, my dad went to prison for just, just about three years and I visited him regularly about once a week, sometimes, sometimes twice, uh, while he was in there. So it was quite, quite a harrowing experience at the time. Mm. And uh, at the time, I didn't really think anything of it because you don't, you don't really know at that age what's, what's right, what's wrong, or I suppose you do, you do in a personal sense, but you don't. When, uh, when it comes to a situation like that, you don't, you don't really realize that uh, what's happening is isn't okay. So I decided to go with it this time. Yeah, that's interesting. There's a kind of a lot to unpack there. I suppose first, you know, you said there that when you you were surprised that people cared when the story came out about the lawyer, and and presumably that's because you didn't feel like people cared about the circumstances you were experiencing when you were visiting. Well, like it was just normal back then. Um, I everyone who was going to visit anyone in prison had to go through that sort of an ordeal. Every, every week so uh i didn't see anything out of the ordinary and then it wasn't until this this article came out by by Aoife and it showed it showed me that uh, the what was happening and what is still happening the general public didn't seem to think it was okay and a lot of experts didn't seem to think it was okay so maybe it wasn't as okay as i thought it was when i was 15 yeah can you describe for people who don't have your experience what you did experience and what it was like when you went to visit your dad um it's it's like a cross between a, an extremely claustrophobic experience and the most uh, stressful ordeal you'd ever have in an airport um just in order to visit a parent so uh you you'd be going through heavy duty security um and a large deal of scrutiny just to get in and visit someone um that doesn't really uh it doesn't really need to kind of a good atmosphere for the visits full stop because then when you do get in to visit your family member or your friend or whoever you're going to visit you have uh you have all that stress you've just gone through kind of weighing on your mind and it just means that the whole ordeal is a stressful one and not a not a happy one or even a kind of relief Mm. And you mentioned in the piece that you wrote for the examiner that like obviously you appreciate the the fact that you know prison is prison and you know you know why people are there but that you know really what's happening is visitors are kind of being punished as well aren't they and that maybe it doesn't need to be as adversarial as it feels. I think so yeah I think um like like I said in the piece uh I felt as if we'd taken the kind of weight weight of my dad's punishment as well, inadvertently. Um, like that, I understand that the prison prison needs to be secure, it needs to be uh, impenetrable, and things can't be getting in, and you can't have people just bringing in drugs or weapons or whatnot. 
but there needs to be a way to do that similar to airport security in that it's respectful for the people who are going through that system uh, I don't know if prisoners should be treated or prison I don't know visitors should be treated with the same brush as prisoners in terms of the, the scrutiny and the uh, the, the efforts put on them by the prison service and by the prison guards. Mm. I thought it was interesting as well what you wrote about how useful kind of uh, regular visits can be for prisoners in terms of um, their personal development or their experience of prison and the fact that, you know, prisoners who maintain a strong connection with family and stuff are less likely to reoffend. So, like, there is actually a good reason, aside from the personal experience of it, there's a good reason to kind of make these visits constructive and, and positive, isn't there? hundred um, percent. Like you could see, you you can imagine it yourself if you were locked away in that sort of world. If you had one day dreams of getting out, it'd be a lot easier to get out if you still had people on the outside that you were regularly in contact with that you had seen only last week rather than two or three years ago. Mm. Um, I my my dad my dad struggled quite a bit when he came out of prison, as in just adapting to normal life. Um, I'm one experience him telling me he went to Tesco's and it was just the sheer enormity and the choice and everything like that it was overwhelming for him so you can imagine much, how much harder it is for prisoners who don't have families or friends visiting them regularly and haven't had any link to the outside world in possibly years. Mm. And I know, you know, because people might be wondering while we chat here, I know that your dad has had a had a had a great journey since he left prison. Um, he's doing really well these days, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's doing fantastic. Um, he got into education while still in prison, which is a great a great service inside the prison. Um, and then afterwards, he did a PLC and went on to study uh, art and painting in um, Limerick School of Art and Design. Um, so he's done fantastic out of that and I'm incredibly proud of him. Yeah, I bet you are. And tell me now for you, and I know your brother was with you, um, he was younger than you on these visits as well. I don't know, how, how, you know, does that kind of stay with you now as an adult, those experiences? Um, I didn't realise it did until I sat down to write it and I realised how much the things I was talking about or reading about uh, having read, read a number of other articles over the last few weeks I didn't realise how much that had affected me um, from different different aspects to uh, I never had claustrophobia before but I think I'm a touch of it now mm. um, even thinking about going back in through those gates uh, it had like in some aspects it had a positive effect too like uh, I always wanted to make sure I never ended up there because the idea of being there permanently wasn't the nice one um, and then I suppose just uh, towards uh, when I was younger it, was, it had a heavy impact towards kind of uh, the system at large and I suppose maybe authority figures in that I, I maybe would have gotten a bit of trouble at school than that because I would have seen it all as one big system. Yeah. Uh, even even though I was definitely wrong at that age. Yeah, yeah. And did you see other, when you were going to visit, were there other kids visiting relatives? Yeah, there was there was loads of them. Like, um, there would be more kids than adults, really. Mm. And you get, to, you get to know a few of them. I knew, I knew one or two from school already. And mm. uh, you get to know others going in week out. You, you'd make friends. Uh, you, you'd be delighted when you didn't see someone again because it might mean that they, they actually 
their their family member has gotten out, and mm. that means that they don't have to go do it anymore. Mm. So you'd see you'd see the same kind of looks in all of the kids' faces as well, like the kind of stress and that. that it wasn't very nice. Yeah. And I know you wrote a piece for the Examiner this week because the Ombudsman for Children has been talking about this experience that so many children experience um, of going to visit, a, you know, a family member or a loved one in prison. And um, tell us a little bit about what the Ombudsman had to say. Um, yeah, that, that, that was a great seminar. Um, uh, there, there was a lot of great points in that. Um, I think that the best the best point about that uh, is they actually had a girl girl who wrote in a letter um, who would have been the same age as I was roughly when my dad went to prison and reading her letter it was just it was actually heartbreaking because that she had she's only recently experienced in this and she was giving out points of you know when she would be speaking with her father over the phone and uh, there'd be a beep to let you know that the call was ending soon and it would just break her heart. And reading that, it just brought back all of the memories for myself and it really kind of struck home. And then that whole seminar, which was run by the IRPT, was amazing just that I, to have so many voices and people who were speaking kind of passionately about helping these families and about about helping the people who were in this situation. It was great great to hear. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to see happen for particularly kids who go to visit family members? Like, do you think there should be a different approach for children visiting prisons? Definitely. I think, uh, I think there needs to be a more of a socially, socially driven approach or that might, might not be the right term, but uh, an approach where the child's well-being is put first rather than the, the safety of the prison itself. Mm-hmm. And that, that might sound uh, risky to maybe some prison officers listening and stuff like that. But if you don't, you're going to have continuous strain on that young person that young person is going to be given less of a fair opportunity in life than anyone of their peers and that's going to lead to situations where you you've got the next generation of kids and maybe some of them are ending up in prison or Mm. uh, maybe some of them are struggling maybe they're not doing as well in life as they could be because they haven't been given the same fair opportunity as the other people in their class. Yeah, well, I thought the last line of the piece you wrote for the examiner was really powerful where you said, treat a child like a criminal and your prisons will always be full. It, it really makes the point very clearly that if if you as kids are being treated, if kids are being treated as criminals when they go to visit their loved ones, and then, you know, that's what they feel like. And, and that will have a long-term impact. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for, for writing the piece and thank you so much for coming on to chat to me. Um, I think this is a really important conversation conversation and clearly it's one that hasn't been happening because you know if all of this has been brought back for you just over the last couple of weeks then then there must be loads of people who are who are having the same experience who are thinking actually yeah we need to talk about this stuff no yeah um even even my inbox after writing the story the amount of people who reached out and said that they've uh they've are or have been visiting someone in prison and uh i still think there's that big element of shame around it like these people had no problem popping me a, a message into my inbox but i don't think they'd like to speak about it publicly yeah. because you still have that element of guilt by association Mm. Um, which means that it's very hard to get these subjects out there unless someone like this the, this member this lawyer is willing to speak out because no one no one really wants to sit there and speak on the radio or speak to me in the paper mm. and say yeah my relative is in prison and this sucks yeah. so it, 
it was hard to get out there, but now it's out there. Hopefully we'll hear more and more stories about it. Well, fair play to you. And thank you so much again for chatting to me today. That's Ryan O'Rourke of the Irish Examiner. Ryan, best of luck. Thanks. Louise McSharry on 2FM.